Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for checking us out. This is the podcast where you give us 15 minutes of your time and we give you a chance to hear the voice behind the pages and get to know some of your favorite writers in a new light. I'm one of your hosts, Christy Leonard, owner and host of Writers in the Wild Retreats, nonfiction voiceover artist, and president of WFWA. I'm excited to share with you a little about today's guest. Sarah is an author, a nurse, a runner, and an unfiltered, tattooed Gen X mom. She writes books about women living full lives and doing amazing things in spite of people that say they should stay small. Sarah was raised on adventure, stern judgment, and a borderline inappropriate degree of freedom in Washington, D.C. She's a serial monogamist when it comes to careers. First, an Irish fiddle player, then a nurse, now an author. Sarah loves indie bookstores, messages from readers, and helping people along the path to publication, the way others helped her. Welcome, Sarah Reed. It's so great to have you. I actually met you online and volunteered to be on your book launch team, which was so fun. You did that so well. Did you know that I was on your book launch team? (laughs) <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Yes. Now I'm like the worst with names and like now it's called coming together. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And you're also the retreat organizer. And then you're also like Women's Fiction Writers Association. It's like I've got you in all these different yes, parts. I know. It's so good to have you. you. It's actually yeah. nice to actually meet you in person because I've seen you around yeah. on the interwebs and everything. So we right. always start right. with the same question. Tell me the most interesting thing about where you are from. Well, so I'm originally from Washington, D.C., and there are so many interesting things about Washington, D.C., especially when I was growing up there. It was not like as nice and safe and shiny as it is now. (laughs) It was a little sketchy. But the amazing thing about it is that so much stuff is free. Oh, that's true. All the Smithsonian museums are free. The zoo is free. There are free concerts. There's so much free culture. And, you know, as a little, like, grubby teenage public high school (laughs) student, I could, like, go wander around the National Gallery of Art. And I did. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it was just amazing. And I just, I love going back there and going to, like, these places that I've just been going for decades now, you know? Oh, yeah, that's so great. Where are you now? I'm in Charlottesville, Virginia now. Oh, okay. Which well, is not too, also too really awesome. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it took me well into my 20s before I realized that it usually costs money to go to a museum. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> you know, I was like in San Francisco. I was like, wait, this is like $20. It's a museum. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Well, let's yeah. get to know you a little bit. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live and why? And I'm going to pause that and say, I read that your family comes from Finland. Is that on your list? So that is such an easy question. I would move (laughs) to Finland in a heartbeat. My brother and sister and I actually own a house in Finland on the southern coast on an island on the water that is just my happy place. And oh, yeah, I mean, we've talked seriously about moving there. It's a wonderful country. The culture, I just feel really at home there. And I also have about 40 cousins. Oh, wow. So it's kind of second home for me. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So what is the best piece of advice anyone has ever given to you? It can be about writing. It doesn't have to be about writing. I have two. Okay. One is about marriage. Oh, excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready, people. (laughs) And it is don't keep score. Okay. And I have had to remind myself that over the years, and I've been married for 24 years now. Okay. And yeah, don't keep score as much as you want to. Okay. What's the second one? Well, for writing, this is from my favorite craft book on writing, which is the Modern Library Writer's Workshop by Stephen Koch. Okay. I mean, it's full of good advice, but one of my favorites is always make everything a little clearer than you think it needs to be. Oh, that is good advice. Okay, I need to write these down (laughs) when I get all this great (laughs) advice from other people. (laughs) I know. Oh, that'd be fun if you like made a list and you had it somewhere, like on a if you have a podcast website or something. Definitely. Yeah, you know it. (laughs) Well, let's get to the fun stuff. So as I said at the top, I was one of the readers for your street team, which if you guys want to know how to do a street team right. Sarah Reed is your person because she did such a phenomenal job. She gave us pictures that we could use. Like I was reading it on a Kindle, so I didn't have a physical book. So those graphics that you created were really, really great. You you can maybe do something on your social media to tell people what they should be doing because you should teach a class. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I won't take credit for that because I basically took what my friend Jessica Payne did. She's a thriller author. And I copied it. Perfect. Excellent. I just did what she did. But yeah, perfect. it does make it a lot easier for people. Yes, it does. So when I wrote my review of your book, I mentioned that I felt smarter just reading it. (laughs) It's such a clever Mm -hmm. premise. I loved it. So how would you summarize your book in one sentence? So Principles of Emotion is about a genius mathematician who contends with the damage from her prodigy childhood and the prejudices of her field to solve a historic proof. And it's also a story about the very important difference between conditional and unconditional love. That's the perfect summary of this book. And thank you. It's taken me a while. (laughs) Yeah. When I say I felt smarter reading it, but you did a really good job of not Putting her so far, I mean, she you could tell your character was well above everybody else. But as a reader, I didn't feel like I couldn't connect with her, which mm-hmm. I thought was really, really great. I thought you did such a great job doing that. Thank you. So do you think that your book would be exactly the same if you had written it 10 years ago? How long did it take you, by the way? Oh, my gosh. I sort of did write this book 10 years ago, only it was <laughs> – I have a very weird convoluted leapfrogging creative process. And this is sort of the pair of characters, her and Isaac, the love interest. Mm -hmm. They have sort of been living in my head for about 10 years. Oh, that's amazing. So I sort of started trying to learn to write with these characters. They had different names, different jobs. They lived in a different place. It was a different story. But the vibe and the relationship was the same. And of course, it was like anything, you know, when you start out writing and and you just kind of throw all this feeling and words and sentences and metaphors and stuff together and you hope that it hangs together and then it doesn't. (laughs) You're like, that's a really beautiful sentence, but this 30,000 words just does not hang together. But they just kept coming back and coming back and coming back. That is so awesome. Eventually, their story got told. 
Awesome. I feel good about that. So what brings you the most joy when writing? Is it joyful? Is it a process yes. that's joyful? Yes. Okay, that's great. You can tell in, in your book because you definitely wrote it in a way that made me think you enjoyed writing it. <laughs> I like to feel something while I'm writing. So some, it's not always joy, but it's always it brings me very, very much into the present. Like that's cool. I may be completely off in my head, but I am not doing anything else but existing as the writer of this story that whatever it is I'm working on. And that's really great. Like I can just lose hours and hours doing that. That is great. When it's not happening, though, when I'm struggling with a story that's not working or a character who is not revealing herself to me or I'm writing stuff and I just know it's not working, then that is kind of torturous and painful. Not joyous. So what do you do to bring yourself back to the joy? I just keep trying. Okay. I know some people <laughs> you know? say you have to get away and go do something else that's creative. There's lots of different strategies. Yeah. You know, I've spent the last year and a half trying to write something totally different now oh, okay. than what I tried to spend the last year and a half writing. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, because I couldn't make it work. And I think it's going to come back just like Principles of Emotion did yeah. it sort of leapfrogged this other project and came back. And this one is going to do the same thing, but it just was not working no matter what I did. Oh. Yeah. I think that's a skill to be able to walk away. I think I was much more stubborn than I probably should have been. But oh. the process is the process. It's like, yeah, you know, you don't know. So do you have something else that you're working on then? You've got something. Yes. So okay, I have that's a totally good. different thing that I'm working on. One thing that Chuck Wendig, who is a very good writer and writer of craft books, said was that he never, he never feels like he knows what he's doing because he's like, I know I can write a book. I don't know if I can write this book. Oh, that's you know? great. Yeah, that's a great way to think and about it. And I was it. like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Like, of course, I've done this before. Of course, I know I can do it. But this one. Right. Yeah. You know. So the Principles of Emotion is actually your second book. Your first yes. book, Joanna Porter is Not Sorry, just had a distinction in regards to its audiobook. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. So why don't you tell us briefly about that and then also tell us where can people find you? Do you have a website or would you rather people find you online? Like, tell us where people can find you. So tell us about the news about your audiobook and then tell us okay. about where they can find you. So the audiobook versions of both my books are narrated by Marnie Penning, who is a total pro, has done hundreds of audiobooks. And she was nominated on Johanna Porter is Not Sorry for an Audio Award, which is like the Oscars of audiobooks. Yeah. And we thought it was going to be just in the, you know, in the fiction category along with like thriller or romance and whatever. And I looked on the website like the moment they announced and I was like, where is it? Am I missing something? I don't see it. And it turns out she was nominated for Narrator of the Year. That is like so great. Best Fiction Narrator of the Year. And you know who else is in that category? Ethan Hawke and Meryl Streep. Holy crap. <laughs> and Anne Patchett, because Meryl Streep narrated Anne Patchett's book. Oh. And Dave Eggers, who Ethan Hawke narrated. Wow. And then there's me and Marnie, and I'm just like... That's so great. Wow. So Super cool. Yeah. All right. So where can people find you? So best place is my website because that just links to everything else I'm doing. Right. It's Sarah Reed 
sarareed.net. So S-A-R-A-R-E-A-D, like reading a book. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we always close with the same question. What book or story inspires you the most? So there are many, but since we're talking about principles of emotion, I have to give it to Elizabeth Gaskell's North and South. Do you know that book? Yeah. Classic 19th century story. And it's just such a brilliant combination. There's this very central love story in it, but there's also this incredibly deep social commentary and real world issues and these two characters who have to like navigate all this personal growth to come to understand each other that's all inextricably tied with their community and their time and like the big issues and it's just so good plus just a swoony love story okay swoony love stories are good we love that so you think (laughs) that that is the book that inspires your writing or just your love of reading that book definitely inspired these two characters in principles of emotion they are like Very, very loose fan fiction of North and South. Okay. And when I first started writing again, I was like, I had just come out of that book. I was like, I must do this. I must, you know. (laughs) But of course, it's written in a language you can't use anymore. And it was so like present in my head. It took quite a while for it to wear off. Yeah. For me to find my own voice. So, Well, all right, everybody. You have another book you can put on your list. Because oh, so we don't good. have TBR piles that are 18 feet long. <laughs> no, of course not. No, right. Not and at it's all. not like this book isn't oh, very okay. long. Warning. Oh, it is a long no book. <laughs> it is kind of a long Well, book. it has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so grateful that I got to meet you in person and all the best with your book. I have the feeling a lot of people are going to buy this book because it is really, really good. Oh, thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. We hope you take a second to give us stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And we'll be here again next Wednesday. Follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting.